trying to hide the pain I'm going to the place where love and feeling good don't ever cost a thing And the pain you feel is a different kind of pain sing the whole song to us if you want oh my god that song just drives me insane it's one of those songs that just like touches you in places that you can't Aww. talk oh it's a Sorry, good place I, for a community i think it is i was having a little too much fun i almost forgot that we have to get on here live well that's what happens to me when i play motley crew before we start <laughs> i want to listen to the whole song how are you I'm good. I have a confession to make, Jason. Oh, shit. What? Oh, I'm not like we're going to lose. The explicit is out the window today. Just for the record, uh, I'm not in. I'm kind of in an unexplicit or no, un non explicit mood today. Uh, uh -oh. Dorothy lost the audio. Is there any? Tell us you can hear us, you guys. Hopefully it's well, not hopefully it's just Dorothy. <laughs> OK, yeah. go. I think Dorothy's Hello? just, yes, good. Okay, perfect. What's your, what is your confession? I made an egregious mistake last week with this community. I forgot to red, yellow, green us. Oh my God. Out of 199, 200 episodes, that's the first time? I mean, Stacia was a 
lovely, incredible co-host with me last week, and we referenced it. And I said, I'm going to do this in a second. And I forgot to come back to red, yellow, green. Uh, that's what happens when I don't show up. I know. Brooke is back. Look at this. Okay. I'm oh my living. God. We've got like a cat. This is like an amazing day. Brooke, all I see are pictures of freaking seals and whales and scuba diving on her Instagram. I'm like, where is she? Like, I thought she just like decided to just go on perma vacation or something. <laughs> it looks amazing, Brooke. And we're glad you're back. Oh, um, thank you, Leo. <laughs> Okay, well, Jess, um, do you see those? Do you see the only? You see a black box on the right hand side? No. Of the <laughs> do you have a mystery guest? No, I just, it's usually just you and I. But I see you and I and a empty spot. Is that like AI? We're about, we're about to have like an uh, art uh, avatar pop on or something. <laughs> well, Jess. Yes. Today, you know what we're gonna do. I have no idea because before we came on, you told me I have no idea what you're going to say to me. Oh, you see, everyone's got the empty box. box. That's AI, everybody. Isn't that weird? Well, you know, our producer, JC. Yeah, yeah, we're designing for the empty chair. Oh. Now JC's just messing Now I'm big. Oh, there we go. There we go. Thank you, JC. That's better. Thank God that freaking idiot left, whoever that (laughs) black box was. Yeah. So, um, yeah. So I hope everyone's having a great day. Welcome to the Now of Work Digital Meetup. It's Friday, January 26th. Um, great to have you, all 3,569 of you, and so many of you that haven't been here for a while. It's great to see some uh, people that, uh, some friendly faces, and uh, well, everyone's a friendly face, but some people that we haven't uh, haven't seen for a while. Yeah. Um, we, we always start this meetup. Actually, we start the meetup. Well, let me be formal, Jess, since you, I mean, messed it up last time. Um, is uh, Jason's feisty today, you guys. That means this is going to be a good conversation. What? What? Is anyone new? Is anyone new? First time here. And by the way, we don't usually, I don't usually swear this much. Is anyone here? Um, <laughs> sorry, is anyone new here? Uh, I know Elizabeth's not new. I know Jessica's not new. But is anyone new? Um, what we try to do is for anyone new, please put your LinkedIn information here. For anyone that's not new, um, you can still put your LinkedIn information here so people can connect with you. Um, I promise you there's an amazing new technology coming within the next couple of weeks that's going to allow us to all connect in real time. Uh, and this community oh, can, chat can chat 24-7, not just during these meetups, which I can't wait for. And you guys are going to be so fascinated at the title of it. It's going to blow your minds. Um, I've been seriously in the lab building this. Um, I could even show, I'm I'm not going to do a preview uh, next time. Um, But uh, uh, can't wait about it. Can't wait for it. So really, really excited. Dan is new. (laughs) Welcome, Dan. Uh, Taylor's not new, but connect with Taylor. Brilliant mind out of San Francisco. Dan, where are you from? Um, Dan, do you want to come on live? <laughs> I'm Nothing go like anything, right? Um, we could always bring Dan on live, but well, if Dan wants to come on live, we'll bring him on live in a little bit. Um, so welcome new. We do this every Friday. Um, we try to do it every Friday with both of us here. 
Uh, last Friday, I happened to be on a plane on the way back from uh, Switzerland, so it didn't work very well. I don't know if you ever saw me or not. I saw you briefly. <laughs> oh, really? Yeah, I was in the airplane seat. It definitely didn't work, and the person next to me was not overly pleased with the <laughs> listening to a few things, so I stopped that pretty quickly. But um, we try to do this live, the both of us, Jess and I, every Friday. Uh, we've been doing it uh, one um, one day after COVID started. Um so um, it's great that we've been continued the streak. Oh, my glasses. You liked my, I'm, I, yes, I was wearing glasses. You're right on the plane. <laughs> I was trying to read and I couldn't really read. Anyway, long story. <laughs> so um, the next thing we do is we talk, we ask how you are. I think it's the most important question you can ask a human in life. How are you? And the answers are, you have three answers. Oh, Dan. What? I love okay. this. We can you actually. Boldness so award. Hi, everybody. <laughs> yeah, I mean, what's so freaking weird about that is like we have a Dan Miller takeover. Like, <laughs> maybe Jess, we should just leave and let him yeah. host for the rest of the next fifty minutes. Yeah, I, I've I've got a whole slew of things I'd be happy to talk about, but it's not my show. And I am here <laughs> for the Jason and Jess show, and I'm oh, here to consume and not not necessarily provide. He's a natural already, Jess. I know. First timer comes straight on the show. I love it. So Dan yeah. is, whoa, someone just walked behind you. Did you see that? Yeah, uh, we uh, were in the office and I got people walking behind me. So Dan, tell us where you're from. A, tell us where you're from. B, if you want to say who you work for. C, what your job is. And D, if you dye your beard gray or if that's just natural. <laughs> no, that, I, I don't know too many people who dye gray. That seems like going in the wrong <laughs> direction. If you do, no judgments. I'm just saying that's not my choice. No, this is a, a, all natural. Um, Dan Miller, I'm working at a hedge fund in New York City. Prior to that, I've been at uh, pharmaceutical, I've been in media, and I am um, HR operations. So HRAS, Workday, general HR business process, um, and about a 20, 25-year career in, in IT and HR. Awesome. Well, it's great to have you. Do you see Benjamin just said it's because the mustache is black? <laughs> that was... <laughs> I, I can't account for the genetics. It just is what it is. So Dan, put your LinkedIn. Oh, you did put your LinkedIn there. Uh, but connect with Dan. And uh, if you uh, um, want to learn about Workday, HR operations, hedge funds, uh, or just perfectly styled. Beard, beard, beard management, yeah. beard maintenance. Uh, yes, yeah. yeah, so beard maintenance. Uh, yes, uh, connect with Dan. Well, Dan, it's great to have you here. Welcome to the community. Yes. We do this every Friday. So keep showing up if you can yeah dan what's your favorite rock or excuse me what's your favorite music um uh, varied but i will say with 100 percent confidence that run dmc is not only the greatest musical act of the past <laughs> but of all time to come as well most likely wow. I love it. run dmc uh, wow. You're right up there with those uh, artists who changed, uh, who sort of like genre busting, music changing, like moved music in a direction it wasn't moving before. In 2008, I made what I felt was an extraordinarily compelling argument that Run DMC's crossover appeal in the 80s is a direct pre precedent for Obama's election in 2008. 
Ah, oh, I love it. We have some good music uh, aficionados here in this community, Dan. So you're in a good place. Yeah, Zach looks like he's going to send you some better. Yeah, Zach, I, I will accept all musical recommendations, but nobody should expect me to ever change my opinion. But <laughs> <laughs> Perfect. Dan, you're going to be a great addition. Welcome to the community. Yes, welcome. Happy Friday. Have a good weekend. Thank you all. Oh, I just love when people come on. I know. You can never know. And you can give them like shit about their beard. <laughs> right? How's your beard doing, Jeff? Oh, sorry. Not, not you know, when we ask for newbies, it's so that we have a chance to welcome you. Uh, and that was the perfect welcome. We really do promise not to haze, but it's fun to get to know each other. <laughs> yes. So uh, green, yellow, red. That was back to the most important question when all of a sudden this dude named Dan took over the show. Uh, <laughs> Leo green. says one Dan MC. I like it, Leo. Green, I feel great. Yellow, so-so. Red, not so good. Green, great day. Yellow, so-so. Red, not so good. Wendy is very green. I don't know if it's a good reason to say you're green because January is almost done. Uh, green, green, green. Completed two interviews this morning. Green. Uh, Taylor is a yellow heart. Uh, green, green. Oh, I'm sorry. Mm -hmm. uh, Brad to hear green, green. Uh, I've been red this week, but getting more yellow. Oh, Jessica, I'm so sorry. But yeah. please reach out if we can uh, do anything or if I can do anything. Uh, I always do this when I see a red. Uh, you know what I'm going to do, Jess, right? There's my yeah. cell phone number. Text me um, if you need to talk. T Tilly, I can't help you, my friend. No, just kidding. <laughs> unit test. I don't do unit testing, Tilly. No, I've been involved in unit testing. So, Text me and just let me know you're still alive. Did I even put my, is that my right phone number, Jess? Is that, yeah, did, I even, I so. did, I, did I put enough numbers in there? Nine two, looks, two, 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 six, six. Yeah. Uh, okay, good. Um, so, so guys, it, the reason I say that this is so important about the green, yellow, red is because it's really important that you express A, how you're feeling and B, really to have the opportunity to share that with others and open up to others, which is, you know, probably something that a lot of us are missing today. And you can read an article every day about having a boyfriend or girlfriend or spouse that's now generative AI. Uh, and, uh, you know, if you decide that that's not your path, we're here as part of this community and want to continue to build that going forward. So, um, Jess, the next thing we do always is talk about something that you wrote on LinkedIn. <laughs> the next thing we do is talk about this thing called One Big Thing. You know, one big thing. O B T. I like that. O B T. Let's start calling it that. Last yeah, we week, t-shirts. I o love that. Or we could say O B F T. <laughs> yes. Right. <laughs> totally. Uh, last so, we did, we did one big thing, and I asked if anybody wanted to come on and share their one big thing with us. Uh, nobody <laughs> did, but but lots of people shared their one big things in the chat, uh, which is just as good. So while we're sharing ours, we'd love to hear your one big thing from the week. It doesn't have to be about work. Sometimes it is. We celebrate promotions and new jobs and celebrations and anniversaries and all of that stuff. Uh, so please feel free to share. And by the way, just really quickly, you should always find one. Yes. Uh, one of the things that I actually learned this week 
in reading an amazing book. Where's the, oh, shoot, I forgot the book. Um, it's an amazing book. I'll put the link in the chat about happiness. I'm reading this book about happiness. And it's by a gentleman that used to work at Google. And his goal is to build 1 billion happy people. It's amazing, oh amazing book. But one of the things I learned is that every night before bed, if you can just take one second or five seconds to say, what was your one big thing for the day? Not necessarily an accomplishment, but just one big thing for the day. You're going to go to bed feeling like you accomplished something and a little bit happier. Mm -hmm. You wake up the next morning a little bit happier. I know a lot of people who keep gratitude journals, similar sort of idea. It's just a moment to reflect and yeah. remember that there are a lot of amazing things happening. And even when we feel like we're getting nothing done, you're always having some kind of impact. I love that idea. That sounds like so a Damon, Damon uh, uh, got tickets to a bird museum. Oh, no, that's Black Crows. Sorry. <laughs> I was like, what's... Uh, <laughs> I'm trying to find this in the chat. Not being socially awkward, not knowing what a black crow is, I thought he was going to. No, I'm just kidding. I know what the black crows are. Um, but Damon, yeah, that's a big thing. Jess, what's yours? Damon, you know, the former drum, drummer of the Black Crows is our new local radio DJ in Minneapolis. Uh, now I'm blanking on his name. Steve Gorman. Oh my gosh, I totally blanked. Uh, nice, nice tickets. Um, my one big thing. Okay. I sort of teased this a little bit. I do have one big thing and it's an observation. I always make observations. It's sort of like, I can't help myself. Sometimes I tie everything to work and I'm not trying to tie everything to work. I just see so many parallels to what we talk about and what we try to do when we say we're improving work for people, we're changing the way work gets done. I see parallels out in the universe, outside of our funny little industry, where maybe we're a little bit of an echo chamber. And my big thing this week was observing my daughter's middle school musical. She's been part of it for several months now, but this is like production week and like live, like last night was opening night, another show tonight, two more tomorrow. And I've been uh, hands-on for like five hours of rehearsals every single night with a 65-person cast and probably 30 more people behind the scenes on crew. So that's a lot of little people to watch who are organized around execution of a thing, and they all have very specific roles to play. And there's a definitely milestones. There's an event they're leading up toward. I've literally been watching them operate. And they look like a little company. They look like a little organization with their leaders, with their doers, with their project managers. It's been absolutely fascinating to watch. I, I've, I have formed several opinions out of watching this. And one is around skills. And I have to say, I'm afraid we're going to get something really, really wrong about skills because we're going to rely on tech uh, to sort of like presume and match and validate and inform skills taxonomies. And I'm afraid we're going to miss the stuff that isn't as obvious, that tech can't quite suss out. There were so many examples of this, and I know I'm boiling this down to like a very simplistic example, but that's the exact sort of scenario we have to imagine when we think about what 
what can tech do and what will tech never do for us that we have to think about a little bit differently? People who stepped up in roles that weren't expected of them, people who played a different role than, than was expected of them or asked uh, for them to do. There were so many examples of this everywhere, but just watching, I have to say, just watching this machine in operation has been absolutely fascinating. I think I have to write a blog post about it. <laughs> yeah, no, please do. That sounds amazing. Um, a few of the other OBTs, uh, after a big falling out three months ago with the neighbor, we shared a driveway. We share a driveway. He spoke to me this week for the first time, and it was a real conversation. Like that's amazing. Um, truly, uh, the the name of the book "Solve for Happy" is one of the books that Mo has written. But the book I just put the name of the book in the chat um, about it's called "That Little Voice in Your Head." Brilliant read. I highly recommend it. Jessica, despite having a hard week, I have an amazing team and boss that supported me and encouraged me to take the time I needed for me. Love that. Uh, Diane survived the week with my husband getting to enjoy a week away skiing. Uh, love that. Thanks for sharing that. Put your other keep keep going. Keep the keep going with one big thing. I had one big thing. I had so many freaking big things this week that I don't even know which one to start with. I truly did. I've had this amazing week, um, but I um, had a I did a session yesterday in Milwaukee, Wisconsin. For those of you that don't know where Milwaukee is, because we do have a global audience, Jess, and um, which, by the way, is in the middle of the country. And um, I had a woman who I, I you were born in Milwaukee. Little known fact. <laughs> now I'm really going to confuse you because you think I'm from the Dakota Territory. Yeah, you went from Milwaukee to the Dakota Territory? I mean, South Dakota or North Dakota? Which one? <laughs> I was born in Milwaukee. I grew up in North Dakota, and now my mom is in South Dakota. Oh, yes. Okay, got it. So I had a woman uh, in a session in Milwaukee yesterday. I delivered an hour and a half session in Milwaukee yesterday, and I don't know if anyone was there. Maybe. Um, but if you were there, someone came up to me afterwards and actually said, I'm 59 years old, she said to me. That's how she started. And then she stopped. And I was like, okay. Um, I don't know if she wanted a date. Uh, <laughs> well, like what the, what, what, if this was like a <laughs> line or what was going on. And she said, I've worked in HR for 37 years. Wow. I was like, wow, like amazing. And she said, I've never been more excited to be in HR than you just made me after 90 minutes. Mm. And she's like, I was ready to retire next year. There's no way I'm retiring because the world's about to change. Yes. Oh, I love that. And I, and I was like, oh my God, I hit one person. Yeah. Like if you can impact one person like that. And then I got an email from her this morning saying I woke up and I felt the same way. She's like, I was afraid you were going to wear off. And she's like, I woke up this morning and felt the same way. Um, so I was so excited. Um, that was like truly my one big thing. Now, tied to that is I was able to bring my son, who's 19, mm -hmm. to be able to travel with me to Milwaukee. And we went to see Milwaukee Bucks game. But then on the way home last night, he actually said to me, I finally know what you do. Really? <laughs> yeah. 
And that was really, that was like another big thing because I'm like, I'm afraid I'm going to die and my kids aren't going to know what I do. Like, you know, so that was really cool. Like there's a bunch of those this week. Oh, look, Anne's here. Oh my God. I know. We are spoiled today. Anne said, I had an employee who lost her house to a fire. As a young adult, she could be devastated. I read this, you guys, because it's so many listen to the podcast, but she's choosing to take this loss in stride and look forward with gratitude. My team totally stepped up and offered all kinds of help and support. It's a big thing to see a great culture come to life. That is yeah. so awesome. Mm-hmm. I, I love that. I love that. That's a great story. Thank oh. you for sharing. Um, so your story, I'm going to give everybody something. If you like really, I'm going to give everybody something to listen to. Can um, I just do one more thing? Please do. Oscar said, I left my toxic job and I'm getting tons of excitement about designing what I want to do next. I mean, that is like a half full mentality. And I'm not going to say half empty, but it's such an amazing. And I love the way, that my, guess what my favorite word is that in that? Mm. Designing. Yeah. That's such a powerful word. Like you could say I'm looking for a job. You said about designing what I want to do next like that's awesome thank you for sharing that a sense of control is so powerful what are you going to play some rockabye baby song or what what are you doing on your phone there oh i'm not going to play anything okay so yesterday um i accidentally clicked on so everybody okay your story about the hr person who's been in hr for 37 years we talk a lot about rethinking and unlearning and reframing like we're otherwise we we run the risk of doing everything exactly the way we know how to do and we've always done things and that's not going to serve us in the now of work and the future of work so we talk a lot about growth mindset and you actually have to be intentional about having a growth mindset and intentional about unlearning and reframing and sort of forgetting what you know and having fresh perspective. You have to pursue that. You have to support it, design it. So on my phone yesterday, there was a notification that Adam Grant was going live and I accidentally clicked on it and he was going live with Brene Brown. Please, if you don't follow Adam Grant on Instagram already, he shares great content everywhere. Instagram is one place. His live session with Brene Brown is there, posted in his gallery. Please go listen to their live chat. They could not be more natural, more conversational. And their entire conversation was around rethinking and reframing. And his, um, I literally took so many notes, I can't even, and I'm actually going to go back and listen to it again. Like Brene is completely rethinking everything she wrote in what is it? Lead with courage, whatever she wrote in like 2019. Adam Grant is completely rethinking his last book. And there were a couple of comments like Brene made the point that good research or good, um, you know, sort of insights hold up under fresh data. So is something she said three years ago, or is something Adam Grant said during COVID, is it still relevant? Does it hold up under fresh data? If so, we should probably restate and reaffirm it. If not, you have to be brave enough to walk away from things that don't work anymore. It was literally a brilliant conversation. I can't believe how much Brene Brown talks about digital transformation. Um, I'm not sure if I can link it. It's a live in Instagram. I don't know if those have links after the fact. I'll I'll look at that um, while Jason's reacting. 
brilliant, like literally brilliant conversation. Yeah, I think that one of the things that's so fascinating to me, so I um, I think, I don't know if you mentioned it last week, but I had the opportunity to be in uh, Germany um, as well as in Switzerland, Davos and Zurich um, last week. And I had the opportunity to sit next to a brilliant woman. Uh, she's the CHRO from Nestle. And in that conversation, she brought up what you just said. Um, I have no, I mean, older woman, you know, old, old like me. Um, and um, she's like, you know, I've been doing this for so long. And she's like, we're rethinking everything. And she said, our biggest challenge is getting people to rethink. And whether you're a company of five people or a company of five million people, I think that's so, so important. Oscar just. Thank you, hey, Oscar. Oscar is designing a new job. He's like oh, going to be your digital helper here. Yes. Um, no, but thanks, Oscar, for that link. But so the CHRO said, you know, we're at all of our plants. We have 300 plants globally. 300 plants globally. And we're getting people to rethink. I was like, well, give me an example. And she said, you know, what our plants used to do is we used to have an assembly line. And the assembly line, everyone did the same thing all day long. Okay, it kind of reminded me, I'm going to totally date myself. Do you know what I'm going to say, Jess? Hmm. Laverne and Shirley. <laughs> you know that, where, they're, where they're doing the chocolate factory thing? No, that's I Love Lucy. That's Lucy. Oh, Lucy. sorry, sorry, sorry. Same idea. <laughs> anyway, same idea. I thought it was Laverne and Shirley. Anyway, um, shocks beer, uh, Dan. <laughs> but the, the thing that's really interesting to me is she said, what we've done with all, with AI and robotics is now people don't do that anymore. Because like instead of one person putting a screw in something, or instead of one person wrapping. Oh, it was, person, you were right. What are you, Jess? Your ball definitely did this thing on an assembly line with chocolates, but. Okay. Go on. You're muted, I just muted you. You're done. You're, you're in the penalty box now. No, just kidding, I'll unmute you. Um, but um, the the <laughs> sorry, uh, but the thing that was so fascinating about it, she said, one of the things that people this has made this concept of unlearning has made everyone's life more rich. Their job is more rich. Their attitude about their job is more rich, and their ability to help us rethink work is so rich. Yes. And, but she's like, that was like, we're not teaching. So this whole came, this whole conversation came up around Davos where it's like, should we teach people AI? And the thing is, don't teach people AI, teach people to think different about stuff. And if you can teach people to think different about stuff, then they'll accept new tools or they'll accept new technology or they'll accept new ideas. But if you can't teach people, by the way, it might not be teaching. It might be just inspiring people to open their mind and to think different, then guess what? Then all of a sudden when new things come along, which come along every single day, we're much more willing to do things. So maybe, mm-hmm. I don't, maybe I should, I mean, by the way, for those of you who are still doing Google searches. How, what percentage of the community do you think that is? Most. Yeah. Like that's, that's, that's almost done. <laughs> Almost done. 
unless you're using the generative AI portion of Google search, you're not doing very good searches. You're old. I mean, you're not old, but you're not, you're not keeping up. Like I would highly encourage you to use a tool called perplexity. Go to perplexity.ai today and get rid of your Google searches. Okay. It's going to be a much more rich experience for you. And it's going to give you a lot more information long-term and you may not get ads, <laughs> but Bill, Bill just put something in the chat, said build trust and then inspire. Build trust and then inspire. And I love what Bill just said. The question is, do you trust perplexity? Which one could say, do you trust Google? Has Google become trusted? Mm. Ah! <laughs> <Sorry. laughs> what? Who's that? What's that? Stop in. Zach. <laughs> I, I, I was just listening and I was like Googling something. Well, even though I said I don't Google, I went and I searched for something and I was trying to get to perplexity. Oh my God, hi. Zach, I feel like I'm at one of those sporting events where they've got the camera on someone and the person's like doing this on their phone. They have no idea the camera's on them and all of a sudden it's like yeah. there. That was awesome. I'm glad I wasn't picking my nose <laughs> <laughs> or doing something I shouldn't have. Uh, so Welcome, another, friend. These are Hi. fun shows. I love these shows. Another takeover. Yeah. Hey, so um, I'm I'm excited. A uh, couple big wins this week, um, just just in general. Um, I want to I want to first by saying uh, to you, Jess, this is why I asked to come on. Uh, I'm going to not share wins, but I'm going to share something uh, to you. Oh, I want to say um, thank you to this community for being you. And thank you for your authentic transparency, mm. uh, your authenticity and leadership uh, has helped me continue to grow through the things that I go through. and. Um, it's awesome. This is one of the coolest things that I've seen exist in this space. Out of all the things that I've searched for, looked for, I'm not in HR. Um, you know that. Mm -hmm. And I want to say that your vulnerability that you exposed yourself with and you shared in your post, um, that's, that's rare. And um, I just want to, on behalf of your community, I'm going to thank you for them. Oh. Live. Thank you so much. And um, we appreciate you. We thank you. And um, keep doing what you're doing. You guys are on the right path. And you talk about making impact. And that is what it's all about, is making impact. Every day, making impact. And you said, how do I make an impact? Am I helping one person? You are absolutely doing that. So don't you dare ever question that, either one of you. You're making an impact every day. And I'm proud to tell people of what you're doing. Mm. And I know others are too. So it's infectious. The energy is great. And don't you dare stop. That's what I want to say. Thank you. Thank you, my friend. Yeah, oh my you're God, welcome. Yes. I didn't know you. I didn't know we... we you paid him to say that? <laughs> no. You paid people? So, exactly. I'm just kidding. That's very that's amazing. Thank you so much so for saying. Keep going, keep doing. 
and keep pushing forward. All right. And like, don't stop. Kristen, the only time I'm speechless, I'm sort of swallowing a lump. <laughs> Thanks, Zach. Yeah, you're welcome. What you're building is amazing. Thanks. I'm going to get off camera Thanks. now. Keep going. Love you. Go back to pick. <laughs> <laughs> That's a, the, Whoa, my God. Okay. Well, okay. Speaking of trust, Jason and I trust each other a lot in order to do this. You guys realize that, right? Like creating a space like this where people can be authentic and vulnerable where we can learn and unlearn together we can ask all the hard questions we can tease each other about google search and we can talk about grief and suicide like this space takes a lot of trust to create and maintain together and that's why it feels unique and special i wish we had more unique and special spaces <laughs> and it's our job to create that everywhere we go uh, it's Husted, Janet, uh, Zach Husted, H-U-S-T-E-D. Go connect with him. He's got a, an amazing organization called Pillars of Valor. And he also introduced me to somebody who's going to be a guest on our show soon. Uh, Laura and I finally connected, Zach, and everybody's in for a treat. Okay. Wow. that you know, you know how I talk about OSMs? Yeah. Oh, shit moments? That's what that was. Yeah. That was definitely an oh shit moment, Zach, with the oh shit moment. Whew. Okay. Uh, where were we? Oh, yes. We were talking a little about Davos, the CEO from Nestle. Uh, he's uh, honestly, he scared me. I don't, got like, whoo, like, there he was. Um, <laughs> I love that he didn't know he was on video. <laughs> I, I, yeah. Like, I screamed, I think. I was like, yeah, but, you know, and we trust JC, our producer to pop people in here when they're needed and Zach was needed. <laughs> uh, you trust JC. I don't know what kind of assessment she's doing. I don't know what kind of assessment she's doing behind the scenes. But anyway, back to the CHRO of Nestle. Unlearning. Unlearning, relearning. And basically AI has made our whole job, everyone's job, more rich. And I think you know it was so funny because she introduced me to this concept, I don't know if I shared it on this community, probably not, called FOBO. Okay. I don't does anyone ever has anyone heard of FOBO? It was a it's a really interesting to me. And I hope you can use it. Um do you know what it is, Jess? It's not buy one, get one. So what is it? <laughs> that's bo that's BOGO. Bogo. Yeah. No, F O Frank Object Boy Object. Mm -mm. Fear of becoming obsolete. Mm. Fear of becoming obsolete. Bill got it. Yeah. And I just loved it because I just thought that, wow, that's what a lot of people are going through. By the way, Dorothy, fear of better option might be better as well. I like but that. But AI, she, what she said is she said AI created this fear of becoming obsolete. And what we've done at Nestle is be, basically turn that around and say, it, our fear shouldn't be becoming obsolete. Our fear should think about how do we learn? How do we unlearn what our old ways of working? And how do we think about how much more rich our job and our lives? And I love looking in the notes I took yesterday. Why can't I find them uh, on that Adam Grant grenade? But, but that is... Um, a valid, is that AC, by the way? 
Yeah, that's I'm typing. And maybe JC, JC, our director, <laughs> mute yourself. She's got the biggest, she must have the biggest, heaviest hands in the world. <laughs> Muted. Um, anyway, there's a great quote Brene makes around uh, most of the skepticism around technological advancement, which obviously includes AI these days, uh, has to do with that very thing, the, the fear of becoming obsolete. In fact, you know, Brene talks a lot about shame uh, and courage and bravery and those kinds of things. Um, she says uh, the number one trigger of shame is the fear of not being meaningful or valuable or the fear of not being or of being obsolete. Um, this is something we need to remember as we push innovation and advancement and disruption and technological, all of this stuff is good, good, good. Remember, we're human beings who process emotions. And the last thing I think we all want to do in our workforces is trigger shame <laughs> by triggering a fear of being obsolete. We have to remember to take everybody on the journey. We have to remember to take everybody on the journey. That's my stamp I'm going to put on this conversation. Yeah. So thank you for that. Um, I want to talk about something else. Yes. Change topic. The next topic I want to talk about is another topic that came up uh, in Davos. Uh, and this topic was all around this concept of regulation. Regulation and governance. Okay. And for those of you that follow me on LinkedIn or something, I did write something on the plane quickly about governance. I'm actually going to report, record a podcast about it more this weekend because there's so much more to talk about and it's much more we're going to get to today. But one of the things that was so fascinating at one of the CHRO dinners I was at in Switzerland was the number of CHROs or the number of C-level people that said, we're going to wait to do anything with AI until the government regulations are done. Ah. And I was like, whoa, 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 whoa. Like, you know, when I go to other countries, I have to try to be on good behavior because I get kicked out or be. And I'm like, you guys, like, hold on a second. But let's just think about what, well, what we just said. We were talking about AI as a way to build a, to help me build a training class or AI as a replacement to Hoover's database to help me do research on a company, or AI as a way to help me think in a more creative way about how to have a conversation with my child, okay? Just so you know, the government is never going to regulate that. Mm. That makes sense? Like how mm. I use PowerPoint, the government is never going to regulate. Is that clear? Mm How -hmm. oh, I use Excel, the government is never going to regulate. Now, might the government regulate how we use AI to avoid political interference in who does, who's going to be our next president? The government should regulate something like that. Should the government regulate bad AI that discriminates against people? Yes. Should the government regulate things that might cause a socioeconomic disbalance or imbalance? The government might think about something like that. 
and there's a whole bunch of different things. But the government, that would be like saying that the government's going to regulate what I put, if I use a calculator at work. Okay, so it's really, really important when we think about things like AI that we talk about the use of it. Does that make sense? The use of it. Now, what that requires is the concept of trust. Okay, so I, I'm going to ask you a question. That book that I wrote, that I suggested earlier by Mo Gadot, and if you've never heard Mo speak, he's a brilliant speaker. Watch some of his YouTube videos on happiness and things like that. But this book I'm reading, I was thinking to myself, why do I trust this book? Why do I trust this book more than I trust what comes out of ChatGPT? And why? Hmm. I was like, hmm, interesting. Do I trust the World Book Encyclopedia? I'm dating myself. <laughs> if you remember, my mom had a shelf that just had the World Book Encyclopedias. There was one volume for A, one volume for B, one for C, one for D and E, because there wasn't enough to put a whole volume in one. And I used to read them. I know that's really weird, but like I used to read them. I did so, too. Yeah. So after I started thinking about this book, then I started thinking about why did I trust the encyclopedia? I can't believe Brooke just called me a fucking, I'm, <laughs> I'm a nerd. Brooke, I have so many pictures of Insta on Instagram that I could call you a nerd too. Um, <laughs> no, like, no. I, so I think about that. Yeah. But I mean, like those encyclopedias, like why did I trust those? And now we're asking, do I trust ChatGPT? Which by the way, I'm not saying we should, but I'm just curious to, and as we think about the progression, do I trust Google? Do I trust Amazon reviews? Do I trust the company I work for? Do I trust my HR business partner? Do I trust the government? And it's really interesting to me to start to think about, are we dealing with, with AI, a question of trusting the technology? Or are we dealing with an overall general issue of trust? For sure. For sure, <laughs> trust. Uh, and I'm going to say it's two things. It's an issue of trust. And there's also, okay, you got to bear with me on this one. There's also, it's also a conversation around power because. Interesting. Stay with me on this one because AI is yet another technological revolution that will, we say it ourselves, you and I both, Jason, we call this a printing press moment. There are moments in human history, the printing press is one example, fire, gunpowder, electricity, there are many, the internet, there are many examples of technological advancement in human history that forever change the trajectory we're on. And you can say that's true of AI. This will forever change 
the trajectory we're on, how we live, work, communicate, research, find information, vote in elections. It'll change. It can impact everything. It already is. And underrepresented groups, people who are already disadvantaged, who are already feeling left out, left out and left behind, fear things like this because it will further widen gaps that already exist. For example, and there are all, I'll give you all the links. Wow. That just before you do that, that was amazing. Like that's my oh shit moment for the day where now I'm going to think about that all weekend. Cause for whatever reason, call me stupid. I've never thought about that. Uh, and I realize as a privileged white guy, maybe that's why, but, um, you that's, know, I, like you guys can count on me to always raise my hand and say, what about the women? What about the disadvantaged? What about the, like, I will always look at everything through that lens because somebody has to, and that's part of the problem. Number one, there's already underrepresentation in STEM fields. So all of the people working on all of this tech, I can promise you, is does not include a wide range of perspective and voices because we just don't have a wide enough range of equal leadership and voice and influence happening in the field of technology. So we're going to push all of this innovation forward. We're going to do all of these things. And nobody's going to stop and say, so the first wave of jobs that are going to be eliminated forever are held by majority women. That's a fact. Pew Research says that's a fact. Because women hold the types of jobs that are the first to be automated, the retail clerks, the, you know, the, the finance, accounting, anything that is sort of that manual. And they hold those jobs for reasons we know. Those are the most accessible jobs to them. They don't participate equally in the workforce at all levels for all types of jobs. They've been sort of forced into menial jobs that they can come and go from depending on childcare and other needs and situations. So guess who we're going to disproportionately impact? The ones that are already disproportionately impacted by the system of work. <laughs> so now we're going to double, we're just going to double down on disproportionate impact. This has long-term economic impact on people's ability to live, to literally earn a living wage. And we have to be able, I'm not saying stop the train. We shouldn't stop the train. We should be very mindful of how we move forward and what we do about the impact we know we're going to have. When I say take everybody on the on the journey, take everybody on the journey. Understand who's going to be impacted and how, and don't leave them behind. Don't leave. Them. Why would we leave out? We, and we keep talking about talent wars and talent shortages, and there's not enough people. There are. We keep disproportionately impacting them and pushing them out of the workforce. This is a whole soapbox for me. I, I went down a few rabbit holes this week, uh, and, and I really think this conversation needs to be had alongside all of the conversations we're already having. Whoa. <laughs> you warned me before we went live. Oh, I have a topic. And I'm like, oh, I have a topic. <laughs> so, so along those lines, did you see what Brooke just said? In the same sense, could it be an opportunity to give power to? For sure, you guys. We're, we talk about all these, but, but, but that's by design, right? Like yes. that has to be by. That's not just going to happen. That has to be by design. Yes. Oh my gosh, design is literally the answer to all of this, you guys. Intentionality, 
design, like know what you're doing. Remember, these are just tools. All of this stuff is just tools. Humans use hammers. The hammer doesn't like operate itself to punch a hole in the wall. Humans use tools to accomplish their own means. Like we stand to gain with intentional design using a pretty amazing toolkit we have at our disposal right now. That's amazing. That's awesome. So let's use it to improve the lot, improve humanity for everybody. So what do you think about, so what do we do back to this trust issue? So, you know, once again, do you trust a book versus trust what comes out of chat GPT or perplexity? One of the reasons I recommended perplexity to you guys a few minutes ago is because it sources everything. Okay, why I love perplexity over chat GPT for research is because it sources and I can decide if I trust that source or not. But it goes back to still that concept of trust, right? Um, and, you know, I, I do think another thing that was talked about a lot in Switzerland was this concept that 60% of the free world is voting on a new leader this year. It's crazy. It's and like... 40% of the station, I talked about this, 48% of gross domestic product in the world are represented by major elections this year. That's massive when you think about policy and leadership, like world leadership, That's it's a big year. And and just think about the power that the, that AI has and what if someone does a dis disinformation campaign? I mean, that we already have disinformation campaigns if we watch cable news. But... Yeah. Let's continue that on where it's all of a sudden in our face every second for the next three, six, nine months, wherever your election is. That's going to be crazy. And I just hope and pray because of the capability that Gen AI has that we don't stain Gen AI forever because it's used in the wrong way, you know, in situations like that. I finally found my silly notes from this, like literally go listen to Adam Grant and Brene Brown, you guys, they talk so much about reframing. It's so valuable to, because we can't just say, forget everything, you know, like it's not that that's without a lobotomy. I'm not sure that's possible, but you can actively rethink and reframe what you think, you know, and lean, you know, be willing to walk away from what no longer serves you and current state and be willing to walk towards something that's a little unknown and uncomfortable. That's an active, again, back to growth mindset. That is something we can strive for. Um, one of the things Adam Grant said on this thing, we cling to the ideas that feel good instead of the ideas that make us work hard. You guys, this is hard. This is hard thinking about how do we make AI serve everybody for good? Of course, it's hard work. <laughs> like, is AI good for us? What makes us feel good versus what makes us work hard? Like we have to lean into these concepts and ideas to make them work for us instead of them impact us in potentially negative ways. Yeah, no, I think that's huge. And I want to keep having this conversation because I think it is it's a humanity-based conversation going forward. You know, you know, it's really interesting. You know, someone just put in the chat and I want to address it really quickly. Um, you know, Dorothy said they've already started misinformation and been exposed in Germany. Uh, Bill asked me the question, I'm curious on your thoughts on AI adoption internationally compared 
to the U.S. in light of the recent travels. Mm. Uh, I'm going to answer. I'm going to talk to both of those really, really quickly. I know we're almost out of time. Um, but Bill, AI adoption internationally is ahead of the U.S. <laughs> now, don't ask me why, because I don't have that answer. Uh, but if I ask a room full of HR leaders in Germany, France, the U.K., compared to the U.S., if you're using AI to make HR better and easier, more people outside of the U.S. say they are than inside the U.S. I don't have a reason why. So, but just to answer your question, that answers your question. Um, the second thing I'll just say is uh, to, and I need to figure that out, Bill. So I'm not just, I don't mean to discount it so fast, but just from an interest of time, I don't understand it yet. Um, the second thing I'll just say back to Dorothy is they've already started misinformation and have been exposed in Germany. You guys, we're going to see a lot of misinformation, but I want, I guarantee it, but I want you guys to keep in mind that that misinformation has impact, back to impact that word, it's going to have impact on the, the global population, but please let's not ruin it for you know, I just want help creating a training class on a state a standard operating procedure, you know, to make sure that people don't get injured. Like that's not false, you know, it could create false information, yes, but could a person create false information? Yes. So it's really important when we talk about AI, like I said earlier, to talk about the lens we're looking at it through. And what's the risk and relevance factor to it? The risk and relevance factor of me asking AI how to have a conversation with Bill about global adoption of AI is low. Because there's a human in the loop, I'm taking the information, I'm giving it a layer of perspective, which by the way, we're gonna talk a lot about going forward, because that layer of perspective we sometimes miss, and then answering Bill's question. Is, that, is there danger? Not if there's perspective, there's danger if I just copy and paste, okay? Which is why we can't get rid of humans. Right. Why because there's second brain. Do you trust? Like, do yeah. you trust your search results? Do you trust the output of whatever GPT you're using? The first, the first thing that happens is a gut reaction because we have logic and reasoning and we have institutional knowledge and we have a general sense of the world. And our first read tells us, does this look right? Even my search results, did I query right? Do these, are these the right search results? That like build that, like build the logic and reasoning and like all the stuff that goes into, okay, this looks fairly accurate. I'm going to keep going. That's the first thing that happens. And, and that's pretty hard to mimic. Eventually we will, but logic and reasoning, super critical. Uh, and like, you know, Jason, you always say humans in the loop. It's more than that. It's not just humans in the loop from a governance and accountability and audit and like design perspective. It's actually like, you, it's pretty hard to mimic all of the things that happen with human logic and reasoning and empathy and, you know, emotional reaction and all of that. Yep. Yeah, no, totally agree. So trust, impact, be yourself, unlearn, relearn, oh shit moment, gratitude, go to bed and say, thank God I'm alive. A, B, I can make myself happy. No one else can make me happy. And C, that we have an amazing future ahead of us.
Totally. But at the same time, Jess, it's tricky. <laughs> oh, my God. I just texted that to somebody yesterday. Life is tricky. Which leads us to our closing song. Do you know what our closing song is? I have no idea. I can't wait. Thank you guys all for being here. It better be Run DMC. <laughs> have a great weekend. Here's the closing song. Love you, everyone. You lose again. Why do I keep losing? Oh, you get lucky. You're learning the game. You're learning the game. Learning the game. I like it, babe. Tell me what I'm going to do. Give you a chance to win all your money back. Would you like that, huh? Get up with a little something. Oh, that chain. Get that chain. Good. Get the chain. Get the chain. Get everything. Get the chain. Everything we got here. This is it. I can feel it. The cards are with you. The cards are with you. That's right. Now we're playing some cards. Here we go. Here we go. Now we're going to play some cards. Let's go. Let's go. Bet them up. Mix them up. Mix them up. Here we go. Here we go. Here we go. Right in there. Right in there. Here we go. You lose again. This speech is my recital. I think it's very vital to rock around. That's right. On top. It's tricky. It's so tight. Here we go. It's tricky to rock around, to rock around. That's right. On top. It's tricky. It's tricky. 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 It's tricky to rock around, to rock around. That's right. On top. It's tricky. 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 I met this little girly. Her hair was kind of curly. Went to her house and bust her out. I had to leave real early. All they just say is please me Or spend some time and rock around I said it's not that easy It's tricky to rock around To rock around That's right on time It's tricky How is it baby? It's tricky 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 It's tricky to rock around Yeah, man, it's, it's not gonna work. Yeah.